Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 26th day of November. Welcome, everybody. We're beginning a brand new week together. And the hope of possibility that newness brings, and maybe I should say the hope and possibility that newness brings. And newness brings hope and possibility. So uh, no matter how you look at it, it's a brand new week. It's hopeful. It's full of possibility. And it's just a great reminder that whenever we need to, we can simply begin again. I'm grateful for that. Also, a very happy birthday to the creator of Daily Audio Bible Chronological China, my daughter and my friend. Man, that feels good to say. So very proud of her and her commitment uh, to this community and to her family first. So it's a joy to celebrate China uh, as our daughter and then to be able to publicly celebrate her here as our leader at Daily Audio Bible Chronological. So China, I hope you feel loved, seen, and as special as you are today. Happy birthday. We are back in the book of Acts, beginning with chapter 17, verse 1, and then sort of a different reading for today. We will finish Acts in chapter 18 with verse 18. It's a brand new week. We're starting a brand new translation. We'll be reading the New International Version today. Acts chapter 17. When Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and providing that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a few prominent women. But other Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other believers before the city officials, shouting, These men who have caused trouble all over the world have now come here, and Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others post-bond and let them go. As soon as it was night, the believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. But when the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God at Berea, some of them went there too, agitating the crowds and stirring them up. The believers immediately sent Paul to the coast, 
but Silas and Timothy stayed at Berea. Those who escorted Paul brought him to Athens and then left with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by human hands, and he is not served by human hands, as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him, we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, We want to hear you again on this subject. At that, Paul left the council. Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Damaris, and a number of others. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontius, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. 
Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. While Gallio was proconsul of Echeia, the Jews of Corinth made a united attack on Paul and brought him to the place of judgment. This man, they charged, is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to them, If you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names in your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. So he drove them off. Then the crowd there turned on Sosthenes, the synagogue leader, and beat him in front of the proconsul, and Gallio showed no concern whatsoever. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time, then he left the brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Centria because of a vow he had taken. Father, we thank you for another week, a new beginning, a turned page, the reminder that we can simply begin again, no matter who we are, no matter where we are, no matter what we've been through, no matter what, we can come back to you. We can have intimacy with you and not be stuck in our shame, stuck in our guilt from our past. And so we embrace this newness. We give you this week, we consecrate it to you and ask that you do what you want. We give you permission to do that, laying our will, surrendering our ideas, our agendas, our opinions of how you should come and work for us. And we open our hands to receive all that you would do, say, speak in us, among us, and through us. We love you, thank you, and praise you. We pray this now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Looking forward to a beautiful week and time together in the Word as we continue forward. I'm Jill. Until tomorrow, love one another. Hey, Dab Seers. I need to update you guys and thank everybody for pray praying, Kingdom Seeker Daniel, Daniel and um, everybody else who's prayed for me. Oh, this is Kira Contrite Spirit, and my son is Nish, and he's been on a 12-year journey of, like, drug use, homelessness, um, you know, me mental issues that come along with like a lot of drug use. And it's, we're kind of, it's a turning, there's a turning point right now. I am praising the Lord. I've been praying for breakthrough. I've been praying for, um, and clarity, um, in his situation, um, for me and for him. And I've been giving him up to the Lord. It's been a process. This past three years I've been trying to help him and it's gotten to the point where it's just God's perfect 
perfect amazing timing it looks like he's on track i've i've filed this petition legally and looks like he's on track for mandatory court court uh, appointed uh, treatment um for for substance and i think the mental health it, part of it as well um because that's his situation and i'm just thanking jesus for the prayers of the saints i'm thank you for allowing me to obey and take the steps and listen to, and just pray see uh, without ceasing and listening to god and for being able to obey and take the steps and and y'all it's just i'm so thankful and i'm so grateful to god so just agree with me in prayer um thanking god for clarity um him having nish having clarity of his situation and just and god drawing him near which he is doing and um and just for a new life amen in jesus name Hey y'all, hey, it's Simone from Texas calling in. I just left the doctors for my two-week um, checkup. And thank you guys so much, everyone that's called and prayed that didn't call but did pray. Um, my numbers for my kid kidney function uh, doubled and they are doing much, much better. So I'm on the road to healing as far as that's concerned I took the doctor's um, advice seriously and I did everything necessary um, they did find a lump in my breast so I have to go and have an ultrasound done and ha see a specialist they want to rule out and make sure it is not breast cancer and seeing that my sister died at 39 years old from it it is serious and it's something I will yeah so I, I have the um, ultrasound and the specialist appointment in December so keep me in prayer um, blood pressure not doing that great she actually had to put me on two more medications now I am I'm now on four medications for my blood pressure it has been stroke level all week she's threatening hospitalization if it doesn't come down and I am still extremely stressed out about work and I'm interviewing and I'm trying to find a new job but the stress just won't go away and now it's the holidays and you couple everything it, it's just yeah so I'm on the men's on in one area but not doing so well as far as the blood pressure is concerned um, I've been really really sick with that so just wanted to give you guys an update I'm still listening every day and praying for you guys and I'll check in in three weeks after my next visit Hi, this is Chastity from Kansas. I wanted to call with encouragement for Emmy from Illinois. I just wanted you to know that I'm praying for you. I love you and I'm so sorry the way that things are going in your home and in your marriage. Um, I would like to recommend a book that a couple of ladies from my Bible study that I was at yesterday recommended for me to give to my cousin um, who is going through a rough time in her marriage. It is called Love Must Be Tough. Um, they both said that this book has saved their marriage. Um, so I do want to recommend that to you. Love Must Be Tough. I can't remember the author, um, but that's the name of the book. And also, I wanted to ask for prayer um, for myself. I feel kind of silly asking. Um, but I wanted to ask for prayer for godly friendships. I just honestly feel lonely 
Um, over the past few years, I've really been kind of coming to the end of a very, very long friendship. Um, about 25 years um, that I've known this friend. Um, and we used to be super close. We were at each other's house every day growing up. My sister and I were always with her and her family. And uh, just over the past couple years, um, we've just all become a little more distant. And so I just feel lonely at times. My husband works usually when I'm not working. Um, and I will stay home with our son when my husband is working. And it's amazing getting to be home with our son. I just, I miss friendship. I miss people to talk to. I miss people to hang out with. And I want it to be godly people. I want godly influences in my life that are gonna help me grow closer to the Lord and not draw me away from Him. Um, so just wanted to ask for prayer that I will find godly friends. I love you guys so much and thank you for this community.